Good morning, faithful listeners. You have tuned in to the P40 Ministries podcast, the one place where you can get a daily explanatory Bible reading to start your day strong. This is your host, Jen, bringing you a brand new episode out of Genesis. Hey, happy Friday, faithful listeners. This is your host, Jen, with the P40 Ministries podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in this morning. And you remember how I told you guys the other day that I was uh, sitting and recording with my windows open because it was super nice outside. I think it was like 70 degrees. Well, today there is snow on the ground. (laughs) And this is very typical of where I live. And uh, my home state typically is very cold up until about May is when it really starts uh, getting nice and warm. But hopefully this is the last snowfall until then. I'm I'm at least uh, keeping my fingers crossed that we don't have any more snow for the year. I'm getting kind of sick of it. I do like snow. I do. But after a while around this time of year, I just start wishing for spring really badly. I like spring. I just like the change of seasons, honestly. I think my favorite season is fall. But anyway, let's go ahead and start reading Genesis chapter 42, verses 18 through 38. We will finish out this chapter today. I will be reading out of the W.E.B. version of the Bible, but you should read out of whatever version you like to read out of. And also grab that cup of coffee. Let's go ahead and start reading. Joseph said to them on the third day, Do this and live, for I fear God. If you are honest men, then let one of your brothers be bound in your prison, but you go, carry grain for the famine of your houses. Bring your youngest brother to me, so that your words will be verified, and you won't die. They did so. They said to one another, We are certainly guilty concerning our brother, in that we saw the distress of his soul, and when he begged us, and we wouldn't listen. Therefore, this distress has come upon us. Reuben answered them, saying, Didn't I tell you, saying, Don't sin against the child, and you wouldn't listen? Therefore also, behold, his blood is required. They didn't know that Joseph understood them, for there was an interpreter between them. He turned himself away from them and wept. Then he returned to them and spoke to them and took Simeon from among them and bound him before their eyes. Then Joseph gave a command to fill their bags with grain and to restore each man's money into his sack and to give them food for the way. So it was done to them. They loaded their donkeys with their grain and departed from there. As one of them opened up his sack to give his donkey food in the lodging place, he saw his money. Behold, it was in the mouth of his sack. He said to his brothers, My money is restored. Behold, it is in my sack. Their hearts failed them, and they turned, trembling to one another, saying, What is this that God has done to us? They came to Jacob their father, to the land of Canaan, and told him all that had happened to them, saying, The man, the lord of the land, spoke roughly with us and took us for spies of the country. We said to him, We are honest men. We are no spies. We are twelve brothers, sons of our father. One is no more, and the youngest is today with our father in the land of Canaan. The man, the lord of the land, said to us, By this I will know that you are honest men. Leave one of your brothers with me, and take grain for the famine of your houses, and go your way. Bring your youngest brother to me. Then I will know that you are not spies, but that you are honest men. So I will deliver your brother to you, and you shall trade in the land. As they emptied their sacks, behold, each man's bundle of money was in his sack. When they and their father saw their bundles of money, they were afraid. 
Jacob, their father, said to them, You have bereaved me of my children. Joseph is no more. Simeon is no more. And you want to take Benjamin away. All these things are against me. Reuben spoke to his father, saying, Kill my two sons if I don't bring him to you. Entrust him to my care, and I will bring him to you again. He said, My son shall not go down with you, for his brother is dead, and he only is left. If harm happens to him along the way in which you go, then you will bring down my gray hairs with sorrow to Sheol. Isn't this such an interesting story? I just love it. So in verse 18, Joseph had put his uh, brothers into prison because he was accusing them of being spies, coming to look at Egypt and see how bad Egypt was and what kind of state Egypt was in. Now, obviously, they were not spies and Joseph knew this, but he was testing his brothers. He throws all of his brothers into prison and... I also said in my last episode that I think there was still some resentment there with uh, Joseph and his brothers. And I do think that this resentment in this chapter completely goes away because after Joseph throws them into prison, he comes back to them after three days. And it says in verse 18 that after the third day of them being in prison, he told them, okay, if you guys want to live, then do this. And he says, I fear God. And this should have been, honestly, a very exciting thing for those brothers to hear that this man, who they don't know is their brother, they don't know that this is Joseph, this man that could potentially kill them and harm them fears God. So this should be an exciting thing for them to hear, but it isn't. They, they don't really notice that he says this clearly. And Joseph says, for I fear God. Now, if you are honest men, as you claim... Then let one of your brothers be bound in this prison, but you guys can go carry grain for the famine for your houses. So in other words, I will keep one of you guys here in this prison, but the rest of you can go take grain with you, take it back to your families so that your families don't starve in this famine. And he says, but in order to get your brother out of prison, you have to bring your youngest brother, Benjamin, back with you because you guys claimed that you had a younger brother. And so I will know if you are lying, if your youngest brother is not with you next time you come to Egypt. He says, bring your youngest brother to me so that and what you are saying is verified and you guys won't die the next time you come to Egypt. Because otherwise, if your brother isn't with you, I will kill you as spies is what he's saying to um, to his brothers. And also you remember that Egypt was the only place where his brothers could get food. Egypt had so much food because of Joseph's wisdom and God being with Joseph, that Joseph had stored up so much food that he was not only able to feed all of Egypt for seven whole years during this horrible famine, but he was also able to feed the surrounding countries. So his brothers, the only place they could get food and not starve was in Egypt. So they had to come back, and Joseph knew that. Joseph is saying, next time you come back, you better bring your brother with you. So they ended up doing what he said, but before they do what he said, they're talking to each other in Hebrew, and they don't understand that Joseph can understand them. Obviously, Joseph can understand Hebrew. He has two sons who were named Hebrew names. He grew up with his brothers for 18 years before they sold him into slavery. He knew Hebrew, but he is speaking in Egyptian to them. And so they don't know that he can understand everything that they're saying because there's an interpreter there who Joseph is speaking to, very wisely speaking to, actually. He, he kept the fact that he didn't know Hebrew to these 
these brothers. So he is speaking to an interpreter. So his brothers don't understand that Joseph can understand Hebrew and they don't even know that it is Joseph. So they're talking to one another and they're like, we're guilty because of Joseph. We're guilty because of our brother. So they are still holding on to this guilt. It has been 20 years later. They are still so guilt-ridden that they can't possibly get over it. They, they have so much guilt on their consciences that they can't properly function. We saw that story a long time ago of Judah and Tamar. And Judah had left his father's house. Now, why do you think he did that? So there's stories about these brothers during this time. You can tell they are so overridden with their guilt that they can barely function. They didn't even want to go to Egypt in the first place because they knew they had sold Joseph as a slave to Egypt. But they are sitting here now in this prison talking to each other. And they're like, we are so guilty. You know, now this distress that we saw in Joseph's face, it's coming back to us. It's karma. It's this, it's that. And Reuben answers them saying, didn't I tell you guys? And so he's, he's saying, I told you so, you know, this is happening because of you guys. I told you guys not to sin against, against Joseph. And yet you guys did. And so now I'm stuck here too. And so there's just a lot of blaming happening. And Joseph can tell that his brothers are so distressed and he is upset because his brothers are distressed and he ends up leaving to go cry. He is so upset about his brothers being this distressed that he goes and cries. And I think at this point, whatever resentment he had in his heart is just gone because he sees how much his brothers are suffering. But Joseph is still testing them because he comes back and he continues with everything that he said he was going to continue with. He doesn't tell them, I am Joseph, your brother. He just continues with what he said he was going to do. He ends up binding Simeon, which was the second born son. He ends up binding Simeon and throwing Simeon into prison. And the other brothers are free to go. Now, before they leave, Joseph commands one of his Egyptian servants to restore each brother's bags of money into the sacks of their grain. And Joseph did not do this to play a practical joke on his brothers. He did this to give them back their money. This grain was probably very, very expensive. Joseph is actually showing his care for his brothers here by giving them their money back, that they will be able to have it later on because this famine is so severe that he knows that his brothers and his family probably need this money for whatever reason. And so he gives them each their bags of money back in the sacks of grain. But it also says that he gives them food to go back home. So not only did he give them their money back, but he completely provided for them so that they would have a safe journey back home to Canaan. He gave them food. And so this was all done. The brothers leave and they have their bags of grain on their donkeys. And so it says that one of them went to a lodging place. So there was probably some sort of inn along the way, and they're stopping there. One of them brings out one of the bags of grain and opens it, and he sees that the money is in the top of his bag of grain. And he is freaked out. He's like, what the heck is this? 
And he says to his brothers, look, oh my gosh, my money is back in the, the grain. He's like, what do I do? And so they're sitting there freaking out. It says their hearts failed them and they are trembling. They are so terrified that this money is back in the, the sack of grain that they're trembling. They are terrified because they're like, oh my gosh, this guy in Egypt is going to think that not only are we spies, but we're also thieves because we have our money back. So they are just panicking. They're absolutely panicked. And they're like, what has God done to us? <laughs> and <laughs> it's just really funny to me because Joseph was actually doing something nice for his brothers <laughs> and they're sitting there freaking out and they don't recognize that Joseph was actually trying to do something nice for them. They are just panicked, stricken. So they're, they're blaming God. They're blaming each other. There's just all sorts of drama happening here. So after this, they end up leaving. They're probably far enough away from Egypt that they can't really go back and be like, hey, we found our money. You know, they can't do that. So they just continue on their way. And so it says that they finally came to Jacob, their father. And I can't even imagine how scared these brothers were to face their father. They were probably terrified to be like, so Simeon's gone and we have to take Benjamin. <laughs> but they end up telling the truth this time. The last time we saw the brothers talk to Jacob, their father, about a missing brother, they were lying through their teeth. But now they tell their father the truth about what happens to Simeon. And they tell them the story and they tell them about the Lord of the land, which happens to be Joseph, but they don't know that. They tell them all about that. They say they that the Lord of the land thought that we were spies. They tell their father the entire story that Simeon is still stuck in that prison and that they have to take Benjamin in order to get Simeon out and to be able to freely trade in Egypt and to be provided for and to be able to get food for the family. And so they're emptying their sacks while they're talking to their father. And it says that, behold, each man's bundle of money was in his sack. And they and their father were terrified because they see all this money in their sacks of grain. They see all this money and they are horrified. And they're like, oh my gosh, what are we supposed to do? And so Jacob panics when he sees all this money and he, he screams at his kids. His, his sons that are standing there. And he's like, you have bereaved me of my children. So in other words, you've taken all my children away from me. And he says, Joseph is dead. Simeon is no more. And now you want to take Benjamin away from me. All these things are against me. And you remember how, I think it was the last episode we talked about Joseph's story, which was on uh, Wednesday. I was saying that um, I believed that Jacob knew that his the brothers had done something to Joseph. And this is why, because he's blaming his sons here that they had killed Joseph, that they had taken Joseph away from him. So I do think that Jacob knows that there is something kind of fishy about that story. And possibly the sons had actually killed Joseph. So Jacob, I think, knows that there is more to that story than the brothers had claimed. And that's why, because he he blames them here. He's like, you are taking all my children away from me. You took Joseph from me. You took Simeon from me. And now you're going to take Benjamin from me. And he's like, all these things are against me. Now, the fact of the matter is, though, that Jacob does not understand he doesn't understand God's plan because first off, Joseph is not dead, though I can't blame Jacob for not knowing that. But also Simeon is not dead. And he's like, Simeon is no more. And so 
why would he say that? Simeon is still around. He's just in an Egyptian prison. There's a very clear and logical answer to this problem that Jacob is not thinking about. Jacob is so afraid and so stressed out that he's just screaming at his kids rather than thinking logically like, okay, Benjamin should go with them and Simeon and Benjamin will both come back. But he's not thinking logically. He is playing the blame game. He is very upset at the brothers. He is fearful. He is just freaking out. And so it says that Reuben says to his father at this point, and, and you remember how much guilt was on these brothers' consciences. So remember that when, when Reuben says this in verse 37, he says, Reuben, the firstborn, spoke to his father and said, you can kill my two sons if I don't bring Benjamin back to you. And this is such a dramatic response. Reuben is so stuck in his father's misery and has so much guilt on his conscience that he is willing to kill his own children in order to make sure that Benjamin returns safely. That is such a dramatic and ridiculous response that Reuben is having. And uh, obviously you should never do that. So he he makes this dramatic response, but but Jacob doesn't care. It says to conclude here in verse 38 that Jacob says, my son will not go down with you. For his brother is dead, and he is the only one left. And he says, if harm happens to him along the way, then you will kill me. I will go down to Sheol. And Sheol is an old-fashioned way of saying the place of the dead. And he says that I will go down to the place of the dead because I will be so grieved if anything happens to Benjamin, my only son. It's basically what he's saying to Reuben, one of his other sons. Jacob is acting like, Benjamin is his only son, which is absolutely preposterous. The amount of favoritism that Jacob had in his family, showing with his wives and showing with his sons is just preposterous. It's absolutely ridiculous. And it caused so many issues and is still continuing to cause issues because he is unable to let go of Benjamin. He is unwilling to to follow God's will, because this was all God's will from the very beginning, that Joseph become the second in command of Egypt, and that Benjamin honestly go down to Egypt. But Jacob cannot relent that control. And we've talked about Jacob in the past wrestling with God, and yet he's still very, very stubborn man. He's a very stubborn man, and still is wrestling with God's will. And so this is kind of the end of this chapter. And um, it was very interesting to me. I just love talking about Joseph. I've said that every single time we do a Joseph episode. I just love talking about it. But uh, we're going over time. So that's why I'm going to stop here. I could probably talk about this for another 20 minutes honestly. But I typically like to keep my episodes within 20 minutes. And so sometimes I don't, but I try to. But friends, uh, today is actually Good Friday. I should have mentioned that a little bit sooner. And today is historically the day that Jesus died on the cross. So let me know what you are doing for Good Friday and what your plans are. If you haven't read the blog post I wrote about Good Friday, definitely take a look at it. I will drop a link to that in the bio of the podcast episode. But friends, I want to ask that you have a wonderful Easter weekend. Because Easter is on Sunday, and what a great and glorious day Easter Sunday really is. But join me on Monday at 6 a.m. for another discussion out of 
uh, the Bible here in Genesis, and we will talk more about Joseph's story and more about what happens here with Benjamin and with the 12 brothers. But friends, I have nothing else to say except have a wonderful Easter. Happy listening and God bless. Bless.